welcome to the Teen Boss Babe podcast. I'm your host, Paola, founder of Socials by Paola and Teen Boss Babes. I'm obsessed with supporting young entrepreneurs on making their business dreams come true. Stick around with me and learn all about starting your journey, how to grow, how to be successful, other boss babe journeys, and my journey. Now, let's get into being a Teen Boss Babe. Hey, welcome back to the Teen Boss Babe podcast. Thank you for being here. Today, I have a special guest. She's one of my favorite YouTubers. Um, it's Kenzie Elizabeth. She's amazing. She does YouTube, uh, Instagram, everything, everything you want to know. She does it. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Kenzie. My, I'm 22. I'm a lifestyle vlog, I almost said vlogcaster. <laughs> I'm a lifestyle vlogger and host of a podcast. I live between LA and Dallas right now. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to ask you these questions, and I know that my listeners are very excited to know about your story, so let's get into it. So the first question is, tell us a bit about your journey. How did you, or when did you start YouTube? So I started watching YouTube. I'm currently a senior in college. I started watching YouTube my freshman year, or no, seventh grade, eighth grade. One of my best friends still to this day made me watch YouTube videos. And at first I actually was like, I do not want to watch like makeup tutorials on YouTube. Like growing up, I was one of the younger cousins and my cousins and I were all really close. And so they would all watch like Sean, like Shane Dawson and Kingsley, like back in the day. And so I kind of disassociated YouTube with like taking attention away from me. So I didn't really like it. And then um, finally in middle school, after like months of her begging to get me to watch a video, I started watching and we would watch like my favorite or my first video I ever saw was Dulce Candy 87's like makeup to this rainbow makeup tutorial eyeshadow yeah. look <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh this is awesome and then we got hooked on to like Megan Ranks and kind of into that whole she was Megan Rose at the time that whole crew that I'm like now kind of friends with so yeah. now I am friends with so it's kind of weird um but yeah it took me a few years I didn't really start my channel until very end of my freshman year, kind of going the summer, going into my sophomore year, I always kind of wanted to, and then I was like, I don't want to classic, like, what people think, blah, 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 and then I realized one day, like, I'm actually not someone who cares what people think, really, so I was like, this is just some weird excuse I made up, so I started my channel when I was a sophomore in high school, and then I've been posting consistently ever since. I ended up moving out. I graduated early, moved out my senior year, started college a little bit early in LA. And I was there for the past four and a half years, which is kind of Houston, Texas. Started my podcast around a year and a half ago, kind of as an extension slash like its own like entity almost. And yeah, that's how I got into it. That's crazy. Your journey has been like really long, but it's like brought yeah. you into a place that's like really good, like I've seen you grow for a long time. Like in the beginning, I had subscribed to you when I was probably like in sixth grade. And then it was kind of like, I don't know if that happened to you. There was a phase that like all the subscriptions like went away and like uh-huh. you couldn't find anyone. Yeah, so I, I had to start over again. And I had found you again probably like a year later. And after that, I was like, oh my God, I remember her. I was like, she's grown so much. It's crazy to see that like you went from like makeup to like lifestyle and then you moved out like, you did everything, and, like, a lot of teens would say you're living, like, the dream life. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's, like, what you think it is, or do you think anything else? Um, I think people kind of 
I don't know, I guess with the whole, I mean, when I started, the term influencer didn't exist. And mm-hmm. I also, I, everyone has like a weird relationship with the word. It's just, a, I don't know, it's not my favorite thing. It has a very like negative connotation mm-hmm. to it. But I think, um, I think, yes, I, okay, I don't, I have like a two part answer. So there are definitely days where I still look around and I'm like, oh my, like even especially recently, I think just being in my house for the past two weeks, it's really easy to like get really in your head. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And like get really down on yourself, which I think is really normal. But also it's like, I'm so grateful for where I'm at and I love what I do. And I think, I think I have a dream life, but not because of like the followers that I have on social media. So what they would probably define that like I'm living this dream life is not really how I would define it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wouldn't be for like the same reasons. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah of course. So another question is going to be, what was your inspiration behind starting YouTube? So like what eventually led you to upload your first video? So my main thing with um, why I wanted to start my YouTube video is like my parents had this horrible divorce when I was younger. My home life at the time that I started really watching YouTube, there were so many things besides divorce, but like my home life at the time when I was watching YouTube was, it was, YouTube kind of became like an escape for me. And so it was this nice, like, kind of like escape from home. And it kind of, it like builds a community. It does all these amazing things. And it's really like, honestly changed my life, obviously. But even before I even had a channel, So when I started my channel, I was like, I just want to be that for other people. Like, it doesn't have to be this deep, like, I'm preaching something every single video, but even if it's just, like, a distraction that, like, eases someone's anxiety or makes them feel like they have a friend when they're, like, super lonely or whatever that might be, it was kind of building a platform that was, like, able to do that. Yeah. I had started a YouTube channel probably, like, seventh grade, and it was kind of like an escape for me. And I feel like a lot of like listeners too, like they've had their journey of wanting to start a YouTube channel just to like distract themselves or like to find something they do. But at the same time, I feel like it is a really good community and a really safe space because if you're feeling down, like you can always watch someone's video and like it'll cheer you up. Or if, you know, you need to calm down for something, like the YouTube videos are there and I feel like a lot of people find it inspirational to make their own because they want to be that for someone. Is that something that like came up to your mind too? Like you wanted to inspire other people? Yeah, I think it was a combination of all those things. Like inspiring, also just being an escape. Mm-hmm. Also, I just really loved doing it. And I loved, YouTube is so based off community. And like, I think as a whole, I'm really based off of community. So just kind of all together, it really, it was like, the only thing that I really wanted to do at that time. Mm -hmm. So what was it like starting your channel at such a young age? Were you scared of getting bullied, of like people finding out your channel? Like, did you hide it for a while? Because when I did, I did hide it for probably a year. So was that something that you experienced? Yeah, I was really worried for sure. I got really lucky. I have so many friends who ended up having to like do online school because everyone was so mean to them and got bullied. Mm -hmm. For the most part, everyone was really, really nice. I ended up posting to like my personal Instagram account when I hit like five or no, I think it was like 10,000 subscribers that summer. So I posted to like, be like, Hey, like I'm doing, you know what I mean? Cause I didn't want to like, I didn't want to show up to school when I got there that fall and someone would be playing my videos in class or something, all those horror stories. 
and so many people were like, oh my gosh, I've actually been watching this entire time. Like, I literally love your channel, blah, blah, blah. That like went to my school. So a lot of people had already known. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I got really lucky. I think it's really easy to hear the horror stories and think that's going to be your story as well. And I also think a lot of it came down to just being a nice person because I was never the bully or like never the mean girl. No one really was going to do that to me. And I think that that happens to people regardless, mm -hmm. but I also had a lot of siblings. So I think that was part of it. So no one was going to mess with me because yeah. I have siblings too. Um, I just had a lot of friends in different friend groups. I was always a floater. So I don't think that one group was able to like hate me because chances mm -hmm. are I had a good friend in that group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when I moved out early, so it was technically my senior year and I was living in LA. This is like the one story of people being rude. <laughs> our soccer team at my high school, ours, my high school for the most part, I would say was not very clicky. Everyone was pretty nice, especially the class above me. They were, mm -hmm. I think my class was maybe the worst out of all of them, but the other classes, everyone was like really, really um accepting and nice and like not cooking the popular girls were the nice girls kind of thing um my class the soccer team was like they were known even throughout the whole school they were known as like the mean girls and they weren't like popular necessarily because they were well liked people just like didn't like them and they were like they're so rude um so i was never like super close with like any of them one of my really good friends played soccer when she was younger with them and was like i literally can't stand it mm -hmm. So I um, was a senior, I was living in LA, I was in my apartment and I get all these texts and people are blowing up my phone. I'm like, what the heck is this? And they're like, go on Twitter, go on Twitter. So this girl that was like two classes below me that I don't even know, I think I knew her brother somehow or something, posted this video. They're like posting a vlog, the entire soccer team, like making fun of me. And they say my name, they say Kenzie Piper, like Piper's my last name. Mm -hmm. so if you know me in real life, like it's Kenzie Piper. And you can hear it and there's girls in my class that I've like known for forever that I didn't really like like honestly to begin with but um they were just saying all these like I didn't actively dislike them but we were like besties yeah and um they were just making fun of me in this video like a vlog thing meanwhile I like had moved out to LA I literally had not talked to them pretty much ever besides like oh how are you like nice really like there was literally no reason to do that <laughs> So obviously my little sister's flipping out. All of them are just like going off. The girl who's, who was in my grade, who said my name, I can hear it in the video, texted me and was like, oh my gosh, Kinsey, like, just so you know, that wasn't me. Like we weren't making fun of you, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh, like I really respect you. Like classic, what you do when you're caught. Cause then people were kind of flipping out on them. Like there were yeah. some favorites on the tweet, but like for the most part, everyone was like, wow, like really whatever. So she messaged me this whole thing and I was like, hey girl, like no hard feelings. I heard you say my name in the video, all good, like wish you the best or something. <laughs> and since then, girls who like had siblings and done that, like have literally like either reached out to have me promote their like scam company, reached out for money, like asking me for money. Bizarre, like I don't even know them. What Just the things heck? like that, I'm like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, I, like there are certain things that like I maybe would have helped people with, but it's like, also, like, I remember those things, you know? Mm -hmm. There's people, oh, this is the real figure. One girl over in that crew who's in the video tried to apply for, to work for me recently. And then there was <laughs> another girl who was friends with them. And I'm like, just by association, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. just kind of know, whatever. So that wasn't the only time anyone was ever mean. And it was, like, years ago. I doubt, I'm sure, like, so many of them are, like, way nicer. And it's, like, not catty in high school anymore. 
Um, but yeah, like out of anything, that was like the one time when I wasn't even living in my hometown anymore. That's like such a crazy story, but I feel like it's something really relevant that people do go through. Like, for example, I did that. So I had a YouTube channel. I did get like, you know, bullied and people playing the videos and it just like kind of disencouraged me. But I feel like reflecting on it now and looking at it, I'm just like, I should have never cared because it was something I loved doing. And that's why I started my new businesses. But at the same time, it's like those people want to come back and you're like, didn't you hate me like a week ago? Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Like what? Yeah. And it's I feel like really that's, interesting. that's like such a high school thing. And it's just like, I feel like it's been going on for so long that it's something that should end already. And you going through it and you were in high school probably a couple years ago and I'm in high school right now and it's still happening. And I feel like it's something that like people should learn and grow from because for example, like you said, like they want to work for you. Yeah, maybe like they're a really good candidate, but what happened in the past, like it's just going to like ruin everything in it. And people like to say, oh, yeah, your past doesn't, like, reflect on your future. But it, it does because yeah. it, you're showing an example that they came to you and they wanted to work for you. But their past, they were, like, not nice to you. They were making fun of you. So I feel yeah, like that's and that people should really, like, think of before they do anything. For sure. I'm not someone to, like, really hold someone's past to them. Mm-hmm. Like, example, socially, I'm like, oh, I'm sure they're fine now. Like, mm-hmm. it's not really, like, honestly, I had to really dig for that story. I kind of forgot about it uh-huh. until you asked. But in like a workplace like I'm not gonna hire you like that's super odd especially because like it wasn't it wasn't like it was just super odd but I also think for the people like what really bothers me about situations like that yes I hate that people can be so mean for no reason I also think that reflects way more of their own insecurities and like yeah someone's gonna act like that and treat you like that like you don't want that person as a friend like they're clearly like a miserable kind of person but I, my heart hurts more for the people who let that stop them because yeah, I was already in LA at that point And that was at that point with what I was doing, that was not going to stop me. But like, I'm sure for a lot of people that happens way earlier on and then they stop their channel and had that happened to me and I stopped my channel, like where would I be now? Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, it was such an irrelevant topic. Like you were in LA and I feel like it just shows that they were jealous that you were able to like pursue your dream or do something you love and they were still stuck in high school like having to deal with drama you know I think also though in their defense like having a YouTube channel is kind of a weirder thing and it was so new to that school so like I do look weird doing it like they're putting yourself your life online is kind of weird you know what I mean so like while I will never like stand up for them being rude and like bullying essentially I also get like oh not everyone's gonna understand what I'm doing and that's okay yeah yeah of course so I you've been able to grow on YouTube um and you've seen it change ever since you know those like orange filters and the the like acts and like the skits yes how has it changed your channel and how has it made you grow in that sense of like you starting for makeup tutorials because I know a lot of people have to, you know, the, the skits and then the like the orange filters and then the big like girly fonts and everything. The high, the oversaturated days. Yes. So when I started my channel, it was like makeup and basically, honestly, it was what I do now. Mm-hmm. It was hauls and I yeah. started doing vlogs and all that stuff. And then there came a time, for those who don't know what we're referring to, where there was a wave of YouTubers, who I'm friends with, love them, they're great, 
but there was a wave of YouTubers who came in and they kind of dominated. Like mm -hmm. they changed the entire landscape of YouTube. It went from like really chill, laid back, um, I don't know, a little bit more chill, a lot more chill, yeah, and more real to these really oversaturated, overly produced like skits, ten things you do every summer, things like that. <laughs> and I think that worked for some people, but it everyone like my entire friend group went through this phase where we felt like we had to do that because that's what you should mm -hmm. transition to and that's what we were on. So there was probably about a year or two that we did videos like that, and finally, at around the same time, we were all like, I actually hate these videos, like so much like they're not what I want to be doing I know this is what's getting the views but I'm so miserable so we kind of all at the same time it was over winter break like probably four years ago three years ago um we decided we were going to go back to just doing really chill like back to like the videos that we're doing mm -hmm. now um I think we learned a lot through that like specifically it's like don't I think from a business standpoint, you need to kind of be aware of what's trending and what's yeah. doing well. I don't think that I really follow that as well as I should. I don't think, I think the advice that I give, like my, a friend of mine is starting a YouTube channel, the advice I give her, I'm like, oh, I should be doing that. Um, I think that's fine, but doing things that are just not really you. And I think when we first started doing it, it was more us. And yeah. then we grew up, like, you can't do those. Like, I'm sorry, it's weird when you're doing this and you're like 27, 28, mm -hmm. if that's not you, you know? So it just wasn't us. I'm like, I literally cannot be doing this at 30. I also yeah. don't want to build a brand based around a certain thing that I don't like, you know? Because, like, later on when I want to actually do something from this, I am going to have a, follower, a following based around something that I don't even like that doesn't even make sense to translate into something else. So I think that was a big lesson of learning to just kind of stay true to yourself and what you are doing and make the videos that you want to make but at the time like keep in mind like Paul's were not doing like no one watched them no yeah. one watched any of this stuff so I think like we could have I could have done a better job of kind of like like combining the two if that makes sense yeah and I don't regret doing all that because we learned a lot and I also think it was kind of necessary it was necessary at the time for the growth of like our channels not necessarily even numbers wise just like figuring out what works for us and what doesn't. I don't think I would know what kind of video I really love doing had I not done that, you know? Yeah. yeah, and it's like, I've been able to see like all these YouTubers grow. For example, Alicia Marie, like when she, she was one of the top ones doing that and I loved watching them. Like she would make me laugh watching them and you know, stuff like that. But now like when she said, oh, I feel like that isn't my content anymore. I was like, okay, let's see what like she can do now since she's changed I loved everything she posts like yeah she still has like her little skits you know with TK and everyone like she still laughs around but at the same time like she changes like the way she did it like she's still showing yeah. this she's done a really good job skit, of like, aging yeah. up her content yeah, yeah at, you're growing up and she's growing up and it's something like you're growing up with them if that makes mm -hmm. sense yeah for sure so I know a lot of people are probably really interested on how did you get your first sponsorship and what stage of your journey were you in? So like how many followers did you have? Or even if you remember, what was your first sponsorship? I, I don't remember my first one. I want to say it was, do you remember the Hunt app? Was yes. that what it was called? It was this app years ago and they worked with everyone. And basically you could like post a photo or something and someone on the app would tell you what it was from, I think. Yeah. This was, like, seven years ago, mm -hmm. so that's why I'm forgetting. I actually, we all loved the app. Like, it was a really, really big deal. I have no idea what happened to it. And um, 
I don't really remember how it came about. I definitely was managing my own deals at the time. I think maybe we had a group of friends who we would like kind of all work together and be like, oh, this brand, we can do work with this brand. We can do this, we can do that. And like kind of share ideas from that. So I'm sure it was like one of my friends told me to do it kind of thing. But I maybe even reached out. I don't know. I want to say it was probably around like 15 to 20,000 subscribers, maybe. Yeah. And it was only a couple hundred dollars. Like it wasn't like a real deal. Honestly, I bet I was undercharging for deals for the longest time too. Mm-hmm. So it probably was like a different, I'm giving the wrong numbers. Or actually, no, I think my first deal was like, oh, like $75 or something. Like something like oh, wow. that's not charging. Uh, maybe at that time. I don't, I don't even know what you were charging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure it was with the hunt and it was like no money at all. But I just was like, oh my gosh, no way. Like this is like, I, I can't believe this. You know, I was like so excited yeah. about it. And from sponsorships, do you think they've helped you grow your channel and grow your page? Um, and has there ever been a sponsorship that you were like, oh, no, I can't take. Like, it doesn't fit with my brand. Oh, I say no to deals, like, weekly. Um, I don't think sponsorships necessarily help you grow your channel. But I think it's cool to be able to work with brands, especially, like, brands that I already work with and love. Or even things that... Like, for instance, um, if it's skincare or makeup or anything like that, they always, or at least for me, they always send that earlier to see if I actually like it, and they'll follow up, like, a month or two later. Hey, are you liking the products? Like, we'd love to work together kind of thing. So I've been able to find a lot of things that I would have never known anything about. Or maybe I would have. I don't know. I've been able to learn a lot more about products and businesses and stuff through it. I don't think it's necessarily, like, grown my channel as far as, like, subscriber count, but I think it's just been cool, obviously, like, as a business standpoint. Yeah, of course. And what is, like, your dream brand deal or sponsorship you want to work with? I have so many. I always joke about, but I'm not joking, that I want, like, a capsule collection with Juicy Couture or something, because I grew up wearing Juicy's, so I'm like, that would be by far the coolest thing ever. Um, So I think that would probably be my dream, there's always different brands that I want to work with and do things with, but that's probably, like, my, the one that stands out. That'd be so cool, like, have, like, your own, like, set, because yeah. my first, like, designer purse was a Juicy Couture purse that I got, like, when yep. I was, like, six, and it was, like, Same. I loved it, like, I wore probably, like, every day, like, I was at my house, probably on my bed, and still wearing that purse. <laughs> yep. So, I, and I know that, like, you love it in your videos, because you're always wearing it, you're always buying it, I'm, like, that. I was thinking of that too. I was like, that would be really cool if she had like Juicy Couture X Kenzie, like oof, Mm -hmm. with like the I love you so much, like logo type vibe. Yeah, it would be literally the best thing ever. (laughs) It would be so cool. So when living in LA, was it able to help you grow your personal brand or could you have just stayed in Texas and still be at the same place you are now? Um, I honestly, I think It was able to grow my brand in the way that I think it was meant for me. If I would have gone to like a normal four-year university, my channel probably would have grown more Mm -hmm. just because it's more relatable. I think me moving to LA, it's very not relatable. So I lost a lot by doing that. But I think also like I was supposed to be in LA for way more things than just like a career standpoint. Mm -hmm. At the time, that's when everyone was moving to LA because it was really helpful for your channel. I think it's really um while it can be helpful I think you can legit do the exact same thing from anywhere that you are and I also think that being in a small area kind of helps you like you look at the people in Boston and there's like five bloggers who live in Boston right but Mm -hmm. they like dominate Boston area because they're 
like big fish in a small pond. Mm -hmm. So like that really, really helps them because that it, they are the only ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I look at places like that, like you're either a small fish in a big pond and you learn a lot or you're a big fish in a small pond and you kind of dominate. Obviously there's like exceptions and stuff like that. I don't think it was absolutely necessary. I think it really helped me personally to move to LA, but I don't think it's necessary to move yeah. to LA. Okay. Yeah, that's really good because I know there is a stage and there probably still is a stage that people are like, oh, I have to move to like Los Angeles or LA, LA <laughs> to get like all these good opportunities. Or I have to move to New York to, you know, to become an actor, or to become in like fashion and something. And I feel like in my personal opinion, like I feel like you don't have to move anywhere like yeah, you to be what you want because you could do it right from your house or right from your own city or you can even just like drive there or take a one-time plane for example you that you just moved to Texas like you could just take a plane back to LA if you have anything important and I feel like it's not something that is necessary and a lot of people do think it's like super necessary that they have to move yeah I think it actually benefits you to not live in LA yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. me moving to LA next year, but totally <laughs> fine. Um, so what advice would you give your 17-year-old self, for example, because I'm 17, so what would you give your 17-year-old self and what advice would you give other teens who want to start their journey of being like a boss babe or their YouTuber or starting their business? I think I just put too much pressure on myself. And I was so, and I still have this problem, but I put a lot of pressure on myself that I had to do this by a certain age or hit this, whatever it might be by a certain age. And by doing that, I think it like actually really hindered me. And I wouldn't recommend that. Like, I wish I would have just kind of been a little bit like loosened up a little bit. I'm like, oh, whatever, like this is fun. But I was so like, hard. I was just so hard on myself. I think I would just tell myself to relax. Yeah, I feel like that's something I would say too. So I started all this when I was 16, which is like eight months ago. Um, <laughs> but I feel like it's something that a lot of people should know and a lot of teens should know that it's, it might seem hard in the beginning, but if you love it, like it's something you should, you want to do, like go ahead and do it. And like, don't put pressure on yourself. Like if you didn't answer like a DM that someone sent you, like it's totally fine. Or if you didn't answer email, it's totally fine. Like there's so much time in the day to do that. And it's just like, if you have a passion, just like go with it. And I feel like I, I really wanted you on my podcast and one of my first episodes because you followed a dream and a passion that you had for YouTube because you could have stopped at some point and you could have been tired of it, but you're following your passion and you're growing with more things on the side, for example, your I Love You So Much podcast, your merch, and you going to college and seeing what, like, your future is, and I feel like that's really important, and it's stuff that other teens should listen to, because a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm 17, and I'm gonna go party, but there's more to being 17 and wanting to start your journey, so now I ask people in your Facebook group and on my Instagram some community questions, because I want to know what other people are interested in, and I got one from your group, which her name is Melanie. And she asked, so when you've been at the content creation game for a long time, but still see no growth, what would you, what do you do? So that basically to summarize, it's like, if you've been creating content and you don't see progress, like what would you do? Um, uh, okay, so I, I don't grow like on YouTube that much anymore. Like I go through my phases. I definitely used to grow a lot faster. 
but I'm a lot more focused on building like a stronger community than I am on building a subscriber count Mm -hmm. because one, I mean like morally, I think that's like what I care the most about, but two, also even from like a business standpoint, you want an engaged audience. You can like, let's just talk like from a business standpoint. So there are people with like a million subscribers who get like no views and no one cares what they say. And then there are people with a hundred thousand who have like this cult following or even if you look at like Savon Ayla, who's a blogger, she has this crazy cult following and everyone's obsessed with her. They buy what she does. Like I'm sure her conversion rates are so high mm-hmm. through the roof. So like you can make more money at a lower count because you bring more to the business mm-hmm. than, you know, like a subscriber yeah. count. I think you used to be a lot more focused on subscriber counts and now it's all about engagement. So, um, I focused a lot more on building like a strong community, which also, I mean, there's so many benefits to that, but it like makes you feel like you're actually doing things and you're actually building relationships with these people who are watching your videos. Cause they like, when I'm in the out and about and I meet someone and they know everything about my life and they're like, Oh wait, this, 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 and this, and this, and they like ask questions that I like yeah. clearly didn't answer online. Um, then that's just like funny that means a lot more to me. So doing things like the Facebook group, the Facebook group has been huge. Mm-hmm um podcast listeners are always a lot more invested I feel like just because they listen to you for an hour I feel like it's a little more intimate um a week and yeah just things like that um I think shifting your focus from a subscriber count to like engagement is really important and just you do that by building a community yeah I really recommend engagement too um, because I feel like that's what helped you grow. For example, I just started eight months ago and on my business page, I now have 600 followers. I grew a hundred followers in the last like two weeks. And that's mm-hmm. because I created organic engagement and I like to cold DM people and be like, Hey, thanks for following or just liking their pictures, like catching up with them. And I feel like that's a way to see growth. So if you're looking at just following follower count, I feel like you should change your mind and Mm -hmm. to engagement because that's what's going to help you the most for sure so a next community question we have is how to decide on how you want to monetize slash what to sell does that make sense do they think yeah monetize in the sense of like adsense or do they yeah i think they're saying like how do you know what you want to monetize and put adsense on Okay, I think a really easy way that is super overlooked that people don't realize as far as, like, if they want to come out with what product should I come out with or what should I do, um, utilize your commission links and your Instagram story, like, tags, because I go through and, like, there are certain things that I am tagged in daily, like, books, especially in journals, every single day that I've recommended, so it's, like, I know that I sell books and journals really fast. And then um, even in my like links, I'll look and see what products I sell the most of. So I'm able to actually have a basis and kind of an idea of, oh, if I were to come out with a product in this specific genre, like this would actually sell. And this is something people are actually interested in for me. Not that that has to completely control you, but it does, it gives you research that you don't have to like go out and necessarily like try to search for. You already have it. Mm-hmm. As far as monetizing on your channel, I know there are rules for this. I don't know because when I did this, I did this like seven, eight years ago. So I have no idea. Um, but it's like a whole process now, right? To monetize? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I know that because I manage YouTube channels as well for content creators. And I know that you have to do like a really long process now, like to get your own URL, like to get thumbnails. Like I'm just yeah. like, what happened? Like, 
I remember when I used to upload, it was so easy to just click monetize and like if you wanted to make money off your video, but now like you have to get approved and you have to hit this follower count and you have to like hit this many views and I'm just like weirded out about it. So yeah, I mean, it's just like try your best and try to see like what your brand fits with, I guess. Is that, mm -hmm. I feel like that's like an overall summary. Yeah. Another question is what are your t top 10 favorites from Amazon? Top 10. Okay. Um, I just got my hydroflask one. I have everything around me. It's probably Amazon. <laughs> yep. And so I have mine right here, white. Um, my hydroflask, my Alexa, she's like right next to me. She's going to start talking. Um, all my podcast equipment. I just got these slippers that are like $30 and I ordered another pair that are 20 Those I are just really ordered great. some and they're coming in today. <laughs> the slippers? Yeah. Oh my God. They're literally the best. Um, my Amazon jewelry. This is all on my shop page, so I'm trying to think of other things. Let me look at um, my actual orders. I want to make a video on this, but I just am like afraid that like I don't think now at the time I feel weird telling people to like buy things. But um, <laughs> yeah, I oh, love my barefoot. I love working at Amazon. Like, I follow this girl on TikTok, and she puts like my top fa favorite like office amazon and everything is like so cute and just like how do you yes it's so impressive <laughs> um i also my diffuser i got on amazon uh, oh i really like my fire stick tv thing from them uh oh i have this juicer that was like 40 dollars. that's oh, wow. really great my merch is on there oh and then i got these glass bottles i think i'm at 10 now i don't know i got these glass bottles that are really good for my juices and then a bunch of hair accessories like claw clips and stuff Oh, wow. I, that was 10. I'm not I feel like <laughs> Amazon right now is like the go-to place. Like, you don't even think about other stores. Like, you can get everything on Amazon. Yeah. Like, I could have, like, I just got a jewelry, like, little organized stuff because I saw it on TikTok and, she, like, she really sold me on it. And I'm just like, I could have bought this at another store for $50, but on Amazon, it's like 13 Like, it's yeah. crazy. Like, I don't know how, like, and the thing that makes me, like, think so much, and I was thinking about it yesterday, it's like, how do they do two-day shipping? Like, where is all their stock? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, it's crazy. They have, even where I live now, they have overnight shipping. So I'll order, like, crazy. I will order something at midnight, and it's at my door the next morning at 8 a.m. What the heck? Like, it's- I know. And I'm just like, where do they keep all this, like, because there's, like, a million products on Amazon. Like, yep. how do they get no it in 20, like- probably less than 24 hours like it's already in the car like coming no idea it's so crazy so those were all the community questions and that's the end of this podcast I want to say thank you so much Kenzie for being on my podcast it means so much I hope that other teens are inspired by your story and a little bit about my story and I hope we can um, come back soon and chat more so just feel free to like share your links and where people can find you Thank you for having me. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at Kenzie Elizabeth. And then my podcast is just the I Love You So Much podcast with Kenzie Elizabeth. And that's available everywhere. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about Kenzie's story and my story. Now, see you in our next episode.